The last time we were discussing the Mishnah and Kaf Aleph Hamud Bet discussed if a dog or a goat jumped to the neighbor's yard and, and uh, destroyed things, uh, that the owner would have to pay for it. The Mishnah also mentioned the case where a dog stole a piece of bread from the coal and he took it and ate it somewhere else. And while he was eating the bread, he the coal that was left burnt a, a pile over there. Um, he, the owner would ha- of the dog has to pay full damages on the bread, but half damages on the pile that the dog burnt. And with that, we're going to start Kafpeta Mudale, five lines in by the two dots, where it says Hakelev Shinatal. The Gemara is going to discuss that case with the dog stealing the bread. So Itmar, it was said, Rabbi Yohanan Amar Isho Mishum Hetzio. When someone causes a fire, his fire is like, it's like his arrow. It's like a person shooting an arrow at something. It, he's the one who directly causes the damage. Now, a person's fire is really, it's as if your money caused the damage. Meaning, it's as if your animal caused the damage on its own. So, it, it, the, the rules would be different. It's, it's an indirect damage. You're supposed to be watching it and damage on its own. So that's the difference. Rabbi Yohanan says it's direct damage. Rish Lakish calls it a non-direct damage. And Tosport clarifies it's not exactly a person's asset because otherwise if a person makes his fire have care, then he shouldn't be hayav. So it's not exactly the same case. It just, it, it just as, it's as if your own asset caused the damage. So, Resh Lakish, why didn't he hold like Rabbi Yohanan that a person's fire as if he himself caused the damage? So, Amar Lach Resh Lakish will tell you because a person's arrow goes from his power. He's the direct cause of it. This fire doesn't go because of him. It goes because the wind blew the fire a certain way and... You can't obligate him as if he threw the fire when he, in fact, did not throw the fire. He put it one place and the wind blew it. So, why don't you hold like Kresh Lakish, who says it's like a person's asset to damage? So, would tell you, an asset is an actual tangible thing, it's something that you could see, you could control, you could touch. This fire, there's nothing to it. It's an energy. It's it's nothing. It's just like air, and you can't compare it to someone's assets. So now, Tanan, the Gemara is going to ask a question on Rish Lakish, who said it's uh, someone's assets that caused the damage. Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah, a dog that took the bread, he put the coal next to a pile of hay, and he burnt the whole thing. He has to pay for the bread, and he has to half pay for the damages. Now, I understand, according to the view Hanan, who said, it's uh, the, the fire is as if someone directly caused the damage. It's his arrow. And then I get it. It's as if the dog threw the arrow that caused the damage. So it would be sort of like terot, like an animal throwing rocks. And therefore you have to pay. I have damages. Makes sense. But according to Lakishu said, it's as if your acid caused the damage. This fire doesn't belong to the dog's owner, so why should I have to pay? The coal that was on the bread belonged to the person who was making the bread. He's the one who should have to pay. 
So Amar Lakish explains his shita. Askin, and what are we talking about in the Mishnah? The dog threw the coal, I guess it was it was eating the bread, so coal, didn't like it, threw it on the, the, the pile of hay. And that's how the whole thing went on fire. He has to pay full damages for the bread because that's Midin Shen. And the place where the coal ended up on that place, he has to pay half damages. And again, it's half damages because it, you're, only, you're only you're paying for the actual spot. It's sort of like uh, like an animal kicking rocks. But for the rest of the, the, the pile of hay, he doesn't have to pay. Only for the spot where the coal landed. And the reason he understands this way is because the Mishnah stated it's half damages. So we're going to have to come up with, with a situation where it's half damages. And that's why Rashiklish explains where the call ended up. That area, it's half damages, everything else. Patur. That's why she explains it. Tosfor explains that the Torah never uh, obligated someone to pay because of his uh, dog's fire. And that's why we have to explain that, no, just the coal going on one place is a direct uh, damage. And only that spot on the pile is where he's high up, everything else he's not. Now, Verbi Yohanan, okay, so according to Verbi Yohanan, the way he's going to explain the Mishnah is the Anha Anuhe. The dog placed the coal on that place in, on the, in the pile of hay. Meaning, al-harara, on the bread that he ate, makom and the place where he directly put the call, meshalem nezek shalem, he has to pay full damages, that's shen, you have to be careful, ve'al-gadish, and the rest of the pile, meshalem nezek, he only has to pay half damages, because that's as if uh, the, uh, the dog's arrow, it's not a direct hit. So the Gemara is going to ask another question on We're going to learn in the Mishnah coming up. Gamal Taun Pishtan. If a camel is carrying linen, flags of linen on top of him, Ve'avar Beshut Arabim, it was walking through the Shut Arabim, Ve'nichnesa Pishtano Letoch Hachanut. And he had a pile of flax of linen so high or it's so stuffed that some of it went inside of a store. Ve'dalku benero shelchen vani. And the linen, I guess, uh, caught fire with a candle that was inside the store. And the linen caused the fire to the entire building. The owner of the camel is obligated to pay because it's his fault. He overstuffed his camel. He overloaded his camel that some of it was going to go into a property that it shouldn't have. And that's what caused the damage. On the other end, if the store owner put a candle outside and shoot a beam and then it caught uh, fire, then the store owner is Hayav. If it was in a Hanukkah, where there's a mitzvah to publicize the miracle, it's supposed to be left outside, then he's Patur, he doesn't have to pay. So now, let's try to understand, in the case where the, the linen went inside the store, caught fire, and then lit the entire building, why is the owner of the camel Hayav? Meaning, okay, I get it. According to Rabbi Hanan, who said a person's fire, it's as if it's his arrow. Then I get it. Okay, it's as if you uh, directly caused the, the, the fire, the damage of the entire building. But according to Rish Lakish, who said a person's fire, it's as if his assets caused the fire, we have a problem. This fire doesn't belong to the owner of the camel. So the Gemara explains, 
that hacha b'maski. And what's that Mishnah talking about? B'msachsechet kol habirakula, where the flax was rubbing against the entire building, and that's what caused the fire. It would be uh, the same case as uh, the dog putting the coal on the pile of hay. Same thing. Over here, the the linen that's on fire is actually rubbing and touching the actual building and causing the the damage, directly causing the damage. And that's why they have to fully pay for the full damage. It's not just half. So now the Gemara says, Ihachi, if that's the case, Emasefa, then look at the second part of that. The store owner left the candle outside. He's the one who's obligated to pay. If the linen is rubbing against the building, then why is he Hayav? So the Gemara responds that Bisham Dana. We're talking about a situation where the animal just stood over there. It was allowed to stand in the Shutarabim. The candle lit the flax. The flax just was standing on the building, and that's how the fire happened. So it's really the store owner's fault. So the Gemara again asks, Well, if the animal is just standing over there and the, the linen rubbed against the building and that's how the fire happened, all the more so that the store owner should be exempt from paying and the owner of the camel is the one who's obligated to pay because you let your camel just stay over there. So, what are we talking about over here? Over here, the camel just stood in the Shutarabim. While it was walking, it stopped. It needed to relieve itself. And then it was going to continue walking. That it has 100% permission to do that. Now, during that a few seconds, it caught fire, rubbed against the building, and that's how the fire happened. So it's sort of like an onus. And therefore, Resha, in the first part where the the linen actually went into the store, then Baal Gamal Hayav, the owner of the camel, is obligated to pay because it's his negligence. You stuffed the animal with so much linen that it was going to go into people's stores you shouldn't have put this big of a load on the animal so it's your fault and therefore you got to pay Sefa in the, in, the, in the second part is where the candle is outside the store owner is the one who is obligated to pay because he was negligent he should have never left his candle outside so now again the Gemara is going to ask Anresh Lakish Tashema Look, we have another Mishnah coming up. It says, Madlik Someone lit up uh, someone's pile of hay, and there was a goat tied to it, and there was a, and there was a slave next to the goat, and they burnt all three, the pile of hay, the, the, the tied up goat, and the slave. Hayav, the person who caused the fire, has to pay for the pile, he has to pay for the goat, but he does not have to pay for the slave. The slave should have ran away, he should have been smart enough to run away. However, but let's say the opposite, the slave was tied up, and right next to it was a goat. He burnt all three, the pile, the tied up slave, and the free goat. Patur. He does not have to pay, not for the pile and not for the goat, because the rule is, he is supposed to get a bigger punishment. Right now, you caused someone's death, and you have to deal with that, and whatever the punishment for that is, that's what you're obligated to do. And since there's a greater punishment, you're not obligated to pay. You're only obligated to pay when that's your punishment. There's no double punishment. The rule is, 
he is supposed to get the harsher punishment. So now, let's uh, let's try to understand when the slave is tied up, he doesn't have to the, the person who calls the fire doesn't have to pay for the goat or the pile. I get it according to Rabbi Hanan who said. A person's fire, it's as if it's his arrow and he directly caused the damage. Mishum That's why he doesn't have to pay for the goat or the pile because Kam Lebid Rabamine is supposed to get the harsher punishment. But according to Ishtakish, who said a person's fire, it's as if it's his asset that damaged. Then Amai Patur, then why should he be exempt from paying for the pile and the goat? There's no Kam Lebid Rabamine. He's not getting that higher punishment. According to what we're understanding, uh, he didn't directly cause the death, so therefore he's not going to get uh, whatever punishment it is for the death, because it's as if if someone's uh, let's say if someone's ox killed uh, someone killed the slave, he wouldn't uh, have to get punished. He's not getting killed. Rather, you'd have to pay the, the thirty shekel, whatever it is, for the for the, uh, killing a slave. So now, how is Rish Lakish going to explain this? How is Rish Lakish going to say that a person is going to get punished, the harsher punishment over here? So, Rish Lakish would respond, What are we talking about over here? You actually uh, threw the gasoline on the Avid and you lit him on fire. You actually lit him on fire and you lit the, the goat and the pile of hay with him. Now you deserve the higher punishment. It's as if you caused the damage itself. So the Gemara says, If we're talking about a situation where you actually lit the Ivid himself, then why do you have to tell me all this? It should be obvious that you killed someone, you have to pay for it, or you have to get punished for it. It's pretty obvious that you don't have to pay for the other stuff is because you're dealing with a bigger situation right now. So again, the, the Gemara responds, No, what's our Mishnah talking about? We're talking about a situation where the goat belongs to someone, the slave belongs to someone else, and still the Hidush is that that he's going to get the bigger punishment, he's going to get the, the bigger punishment for whatever he did to the slave, and even though the goat belongs to someone else, where he still does not have to pay for the goat. So again, Tashima, again, we're going to ask on Ishlakish. Someone sent fire. He sent the torch with a Hirish someone not competent, either someone who's deaf mute, someone who is insane, or a child, and they caused the fire. He would not be obligated to pay in human law, but according to the Shamaim, he has to pay for what uh, whatever damage he caused. Now, let's take a step back and try to understand why is he exempt from paying according to human law? Okay, great. According to Rabbi Hanan, who said a fire is an exact uh, cause of damage, so you're the one who caused the damage, therefore, it becomes the arrow of the Hiresh, and that's why you're patur mi dine adam, but you're hayav in dine shamayim. I get it, totally makes sense. said it's like your asset damaging, then why are you, uh, why are you patur mi dine adam? Why are you exempt from paying according to human law? Meaning, if someone sent his ox with a Hiresh or Tevekatan and the shore went out of control and damaged something, you want to tell me that in that type of case, the, the, the owner of the cow is not liable for damage? 
So the Gemara responds, No, we already explained that Amar Shlakish Mishemedah Hezkiyah, so Shlakish already explained that Mishnah over there, Lo Shanu, Ela Kshem Asar, Lo Gahilad Vilibah. We're talking about a situation where you gave call to the Harashotev Katan, and the Harashotev Katan took the call and started a fire, or restarted the fire, and then caused damage. For those of us who want to get technical, Rabbeinu Hananil explains that the Heresh Katan acquired it through changing the action of it or changing the form uh, with the Shinui Maase. Once you changed what the call is, it went from being a dead call to a live call. Okay, then it, the whole thing changed and therefore he's not liable. But if you actually gave him a fire, then Hayav, you're even Hayav in Dine Adam. And my tama, what's the reason? Because bari because the damage is automatic. It's for sure going to damage. When you send a fire with a child, it's going to damage 100%. And Rashi explains that this fits in perfectly with Rashi Lakish. It's as if you, you gave a Harishotev Katan your asset and a damage, like you give the ox and the ox damage. Same thing, you give them your fire, the fire caused the damage. Now, patur. Rabbi Yohanan holds, even if you gave the Katan an actual fire, you're still patur midinah adam because kasavar, because Rabbi Yohanan held, sabta dehereish kagarim. The grabbing or the holding on to the possession of the heresh of the fire, that's what caused the fire. Meaning the fire itself didn't cause the, the fire, it's the Heresh bringing the fire to whatever damage that caused the damage. So it's the Heresh's fault. And therefore, Velome Hayab, and therefore you're really technically Medina Adam, not Hayab, until you actually give this Heresh dry logs of wood, you give him small kindling wood, and you give him an actual candle that's actually lit, you give him all three, and then he caused the damage, then okay, you're been, you were negligent and then you're Hayav. But until that point, you're not Hayav Medina Adam. And I have a pasuk and a mishnah that helps Rabbi Yohanan. The pasuk is the pasuk says if a fire comes out, meaning it came out on its own, then the pasuk says that the one who caused the fire shall have to pay for whatever damage the fire caused. Now what do you learn from the pasuk? That a person's fire is like his arrows. Now what's the matnita? What's the mishnah? The tanya. The pasuk says, fire comes out and burns something, you have to pay. The pasuk started the pasuk started off with uh, someone's assets damaging. It's a kitetze esh. The fire went out. It, nothing about the person who actually sent it. It says the fire. It's talking about the actual fire. But siem the the pasuk ended off benizkegufo, and the pasuk ended off with what a person himself did. It says. Mavair talks about the person causing the fire. So in the beginning, it was the fire going on its own, and at the end, the pasuk talks about the person who actually caused the fire. The reason the pasuk talked that way is to teach us that someone's fire, it's as if it's his arrow, it's a direct damage, exactly like Rabbi Yohanan. So that's the Mishnah that holds like Rabbi Yohanan also. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.